Hello, and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero in your new home by providing you all the information that you need, whether you're building, buying, designing, or just researching your next project. Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and it's my pleasure today to bring you The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is home trends worth building on in 2019. And today's topic actually was inspired by an article that I found online by TV celebrity Mike Holmes. And obviously, if you know Mike Holmes, he's got uh, you know TV shows, he's got some articles, all sorts of different things that he does. And um, you know he focuses especially a lot on you know the actual construction and the building process, which is I think good to have more of that type of perspective uh, versus maybe just the design perspective. And, um, you know, I just thought the article was interesting. He's got five things that he thinks are worthwhile endeavors that building companies should look at, at not only in 2019, but towards the future. And so what I'm going to do is just kind of talk through each of the points and, and give my opinion on it as well. And uh, hopefully uh, this will be a great topic for you guys. And of course, if you guys enjoy the podcast, we've got lots of episodes out there. So make sure that you're subscribed to it first and foremost. You can do that on your Apple uh, podcast app. You can just look for Home Building Hero and hit subscribe. And you'll get notified every time we drop a new episode, which is three times a week. And then on top of that, we do have a brand new website. So make sure that you're going on to homebuildinghero.com and you can sound off on the website. So if you've got a question or comment or topic idea, just use one of the forms on the website and it'll go directly to me and we can potentially include that in a future episode. So let's begin Home Trends Worth Building on in 2019. So first and foremost, he identifies more green technology and net zero building. And basically, if you're not sure uh, what net zero is, it basically is making a home that creates more energy than it uses or is basically a net zero home, which it doesn't use any more energy than it takes in. This is still kind of a challenge to build. And it's hard because, you know, in order to do a net zero home, first and foremost, before you start investing in a lot of technology, especially like solar energy and things like that, you've got to focus on the core building aspect. And that is making sure that you have a good building envelope means that you don't have air leakage, that you don't have, um, and that can be done in multiple places. So like the lids of your ceiling, um, on the sill plates, you've got to almost spray foam the house and you got to make sure that you get rid of as much air leakage as possible because in order to achieve net zero or even have uh, where you're bringing energy back onto the grid, you've got to make sure that you're not wasting energy anywhere. So before you invest in, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe not quite that much, but, uh, you know, probably close to it, you know, in solar technology and different things like that, you are going to want to make sure that that core of that building is super strong. It's sort of like bodybuilding, you know, if you can have all these big muscles, but if you don't have good core muscles, you know, you could easily tear, tear, tear muscle and be injured very quickly. And it's similar in a house where if you don't have the the structure very solid, very tight, it, it doesn't matter. You could, you could put tons of money into energy efficient technology and it's literally going to go out the window out through the wall and you don't want that to happen so um i think i think there is 
you know, a use for green building and for net zero. But, you know, again, you've got to first focus on putting in energy efficient windows, good wall systems, you know, not having air leakage. And it, you nail that first because, one, that's going to cost a lot less and it's going to give you a big impact. And then, then you can start moving towards uh, solar and those kind of things. Obviously, a couple of years ago, there were some really great rebates and different incentives for solar, for geothermal, all those kind of things. A lot of those have went by the wayside now. And so you're paying almost actual cost on many of those systems. And, you know, you've got to make sure that you're going to want to live in that home for a long time for it to even be worthwhile. Because if you look at it and you say, well, I'm, I'm only going to live there for seven years, solar is probably not going to be a good investment for you. Let's be honest. You know, maybe doing some spray foam might make sense or uh, they have some gasket sealing type things that you can use like called energy complete where they, they put a, you know, extra sealing um, in behind the drywall and by the lids in your framing so that you don't have air leakage. That's something that, you know, maybe costs $1,500 that'll pay itself off in two or three years. Those are the kind of things that you're going to want to do, not something like solar, which is going to probably have, you know, 25 year payoff on it or geothermal which is like probably about 12 to 15 years depending on what gas prices are so just consider that and be aware of that okay let's move on to the next point so the second item in the trends worth building on according to mike holmes is more modular building and modular building is basically you know building it in a factory or pre completed sections of a home and then they're shipped to the site and I kind of agree and I kind of disagree with this one Uh, I'm a big hand-built guy I I like the fact that you can build a home on site and you can you know you don't have jogs in the walls and different things like that you I think get a better overall job when it is stick built on site but let's face the reality of the market the reality of the market is that Many builders are struggling with labor. Skilled labor is a huge problem. Getting people to work outside, especially where I live here in Wisconsin, it's not nice every day of the year. Heck, this summer, spring, whatever we want to call this that we're in right now, we've had rain every other day. And you can't do a lot of construction when it's raining. So modular building makes sense in some cases if you don't have good trades or if you you've got a lot more work coming in but i think you do sacrifice some quality especially in our region Um, no offense to the panelized builders i have some that are friends they're probably cringing that i'm even saying this but you know when you have panelized products and you have the type of roads that we have here in wisconsin which are you know filled with some potholes and 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 uh you know we they heave a lot from frost you drive these nice built panels that were made in a factory and you throw them on the back of a flatbed truck and they bounce all over the place and by the time they get the job site they're not plumb and uh, it's hard to get them back plumb again whereas when you're stick building it you can basically make it right on site site and uh, if there's any adjustments that need to be made it can be done very easily just something that i noticed and uh you know i i think we are seeing a, a growth in that market and i think there, there'll be more of it um you know, it, it's just one of those things where I don't think for us it, it, it's going to be something we want to do because we're really about more of a hand-built custom home. But for a lot of guys that are, you know, struggling with labor, that is definitely something that makes sense and we will see a growth in it regardless. Uh, just not for me, but 
I think it's it's still worthwhile uh, for for a lot of people to look at. All right, the third trend that we must build on in 2019 and going forward is more smart technology. And I agree 100%. I'm big uh, on any kind of smart home. I'm big on integrating technology into your home. I think that is something that everybody wants. It's important that they have that as a potential feature. It's just challenging right now because there are so many products out there and there isn't, um, they don't all play nicely. They don't all integrate with each other. And so we're kind of in this world right now where everyone's fighting for that that top position and you don't want to be the Betamax. You don't want to be the uh, A-Track type player where you come out with something and it's replaced uh, not too long down the road. And you don't want to be that person that buys something and and finds out that it is no longer even, you know, going to be serviced or available. You don't want to have that, you know, um, HD format DVD player that got beat out by Blu-ray. You want to have the technology that everyone is using that's supported now and in the future. So you have a lot of choices right now. You've got your Nest, you've got, you know, Google Home, you've got Alexa, you've got, um, you know, Control 4, and, and the list goes on and on. And, you know, at some point, this will consolidate a little bit, and uh, I think we'll we'll see just one or two service providers. You have Apple also providing connected devices, so there's so many right now. It's really got to get down to about maybe two or three, and that's it, and uh, I think it'll be a better investment. Still certainly important to put some of that in, and... Um, you know, I, I tend to like Control 4 for one reason, and that's just because they, they actually distribute their code to all the manufacturers. So they're, they're kind of set up where they have an open platform and um, they, they work, work, work with anything. But, you know, there are really good solutions. Obviously, Google, Amazon, those are, and, and Apple, those are all powerhouses. So it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, how this develops. But, uh, you know, whether it's a smart thermostat, a smart um, front door lock, it's um, alarms, it's, you know, cameras, it's, you know, smart doorbells, all these kind of things that they have. A lot of these things, if you utilize them, will make your life a lot easier. And let's face it, we're all using our cell phones more and more and more. And it's important to be able to be connected to your home. And it's really convenient to be able to just open up an app and hit a button and turn a light on or check on your house, see who delivered a package change your thermostat, all these things that you can do just from your fingertips. So I agree 100% more smart technology is huge and you're going to see more and more of it growing into new homes. All right, and the fifth point on things that we should be building upon in 2019, uh, I don't know that this is something we want to build upon, but this is the reality and that's that there are fewer tradespeople in the industry. And this is something that is just prevalent throughout the country and it, 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 it's a challenge because in the recession, we lost half our workforce. We took out the trade schools. And so what's happened is for almost a decade, we either had people leaving the industry and then we weren't introducing young people to the, the industry and creating that interest. And it's a wonderful industry to be in because if you have those skills, if you're able to frame something, if you're able to wire something or plumb something or um, paint or whatever it is, you can have a very long career um, if you do that right out of high school 
you can be making great money right away and have no debt and you can be on a fast track to having a nice new vehicle, buying a house very soon and uh, being financially in a good place very early in life. So, you know, that's a challenge for our industry. And that's one thing we do have to build upon is we have to build upon getting more people into the industry. Average builder is 59 years old, uh, which has climbed dramatically in the past few years, meaning we're not adding new builders. And then the average tradesperson is 39 years old, which is almost like six, seven years older than you know we've we've ever, we've seen in the past, and so that means that you know we're just relying on the people we already have in the industry, and we're not bringing new people in, and that's that's a dangerous place to be because you know right now we're not even building a million homes nationally, and um, you know way back in, in when the market was just rolling, I mean there was a time where we built nearly two million homes a year. Uh, nationally, and uh, we're probably about 800,000 right now. So there's certainly a lot more capacity to build homes. We're not going to be able to build these and replace them as, as fast as we need to with the growing population, with a lot of millennials coming on the market. So we need more people to work in the trades, and it's it's a huge thing, and it's something that I know we as an industry are, are putting a lot of attention on, and we are working on daily. So uh, I agree 100%. We need to increase our trades and we need to continue to to focus on that. So if you're a parent, <laughs> tell your kids, tell your kids, hey, you can you can start. I have trades right now out of high school. Uh, they will hire a kid graduating out of high school with very few skills for $16 an hour and just to be a laborer, just to learn. And uh, if they, they take off within couple months, six months, they could be closing in on $20 an hour. And within, you know, a year, they could be making well over $24 an hour uh, doing trade work, doing framing, doing electric, doing, you know, plumbing, doing all sorts of things like that. So, um, you know, college isn't for everyone. I went to college, you know, I think it helped me, but you know, some, some people just aren't cut out for college. Some, some people are better working with their hands and we got to identify those kids and get them into really productive careers where they can, they can make money. It's not about, you know, college placement rate. It's about job placement rate. It's about finding career success, not, not uh, defining success just on a percentage of kids that go to college. So anyway, sorry to get off my podium on that, but uh, it is something that I think we need to be careful of and we need to be more prideful in the fact that we made this, we built this with our hands, we created this and, and maybe a little bit less so on, Hey, look at this post. Look at, look at how many likes I got. You know, nobody pays anybody for likes. Nobody, um, it makes you feel good. You get the dopamine from that, but let's be honest. We don't, we don't get paid in likes. We get paid in what we produce, what we make and what we, we sell. And we got to take more pride in, in the fact that, Hey, I made this, I built this myself. So anyway, uh, hopefully this article was interesting to you and my analysis of it. Again, um, the, the five things that uh, were in the article that we should build upon, more green technology and net zero building, more modular building, more smart technology, and uh, increasing our trades. So I hope you enjoyed this Home Building Hero. And again, make sure to check out our website, homebuildinghero.com. You can leave us a message there and uh, you know, feel free to sound off on anything that you saw in the podcast here. And then also make sure that you're liking and subscribing to it because we got new episodes coming out every Monday, every Wednesday, and every Friday. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Home Building Hero. I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and I want to thank you for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon.